0: Hey you guys, I'm your host Diana, and welcome to the Becoming a Divine Lady podcast. Hey ladies and welcome back to Becoming a Divine Lady. Happy New Year's to everyone. Um, not only is it a new year, but it's also a new decade. So let's spend this decade becoming the best versions of ourselves. Uh, while really devoting ourselves to God. Since we started this podcast, we discussed where it starts with getting to know God and how we have the free will to do so, um, as well as how building a relationship with God is the same process as we would a human that we're trying to get to know because God is very much so alive. With that being said, um, a seed has been planted within all of us. And the question is, what ground has your seeds fallen on? So today we're going to do it a little different. Instead of starting out with questions, we're going to jump right in and start with the parable. And for those of us that are not sure where parable is, the definition states a parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the gospel. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. We're going to start with the parable and it's in Luke chapter 8. Verses 4 through 15 and I'm using the NIV version. It states, While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after to town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among thorns which grew up with it and choked the plant. Other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what the parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, But to others, I speak in parables so that those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and take away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the same time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among a thorn stands for those who hear but but as they go on their way, they are choked by life, worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on a good soil stands for those with noble and good heart, who hears the word, retain it, and by preserving, produce a crop. What I love so much about this parable is that Jesus really breaks it down and explains what is meant by the seed. He may be using the word seed in this parable, but obviously it was not understood even by the disciples. So Jesus broke it down and explained that God's word is the seed and how we retain and preserve that word is important and what that means. I'm sure we all had times in our lives where the seed has scattered on all the different locations listed in this parable. So let's discuss the life difficulties that would represent each of the places the seed has fallen on. Um, So first we're going to start out with the path. When I hear path, I think about the sidewalk, right? And when you're walking on the sidewalk, most of the time, it's made of cement. Now, imagine you have a seed that you want to plant. and You drop the seeds on the sidewalk. If people start to walk by, they're going to walk on your seeds. If the birds see it, they're going to come eat the seeds. If it rains, like, your seeds is going to get washed away. Nothing is going to become of those seeds. Nothing will grow from it. It's just going to be a waste of seed. So imagine we hear or read the word. We hear it, but we never focus on what's being said. It just goes on one ear and out the other. For example, if we're in church, right, or we're listening to a sermons online, instead of listening to what is taught about God's word, we're on social media wondering what the next person is doing. Or we're sitting there taking selfies, trying to get the right picture to put on social media, just to show that we're in church, just to basically show off. But we're not really getting the word. And basically, the world is taking over our minds. You hear that somebody is talking, but you have no idea what's being said. So next, we're going to start with rocky ground. When I hear rocky ground, I think about like dirt paths that consist of rocks and dirt. Say, for instance, um, when you're walking somewhere that used to be grass, but so many people walked along that path, it now turns into a dirt path full of rocks because the people walking on it destroyed the grass that was growing in the area. And if you plant a seed there... Is actually dirt there, so you would have a hope that something will actually grow. But because so many people take that path and destroy what will grow, means the seed will not get the proper care and actually grow its roots, which means that it will not grow to its full potential, and that it's not going to survive. So imagine we hear the word, and we hear key points that we feel like it relates to us, right? We praise God for the moment, and we're super excited. We feel good. But once the excitement is over, we go back to the same lives that we were living before, being of the world. Somebody calls us and start to gossip; we fall right into it. Or we're judging somebody else because we think we're so much better than them because we went the church. We really didn't get nothing out of it. Or somebody calls and say, let's go to this party, drink and smoke and whatever. And we take the invitation. Doing these things takes our mind off the word of God. We didn't retain what we just learned. So after we're done with the word, You say you heard it, you brag about it, but it never grows any roots. The next one we're gonna go with is thorns. When I hear thorns, I actually think about weeds for some reason. You have a front yard, backyard, a garden, or like flowers that you planted in the pot, they have roots that they have started to grow, right? And you have these weeds that come up that you never get rid of, and it starts to take over the other plants. and still the nutrients that they would need for the actual flowers to grow. Since it's still what keeping the plants or flowers alive, the flowers will start to brown and wilt. And the flowers will eventually die because we didn't nurture it. So imagine we hear God's word. We take it all in. We're praying. We're believing. But we don't want God to control our daily lives. Like we cannot let go of that control. And we allow other idols to come before God. Idols are things such as money which is the root of all evil, if you put it before God. Other idols are things like social media, reality TV, anything you put before God, anything you you put your time into and you don't put that time into God. I just want y'all to remember that God is a jealous God. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, it says, You should not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. When I read this scripture, it scares the crap out of me because I'm a mother. Even if you're not a mother, when you think about your sins could possibly be passed down and punish your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, your great-great-grandkids, and so on and so forth, just by you committing sin, like that's serious. It's not, it's it's nothing to play with. So this is why we need to get right. Like right now, we have to become a divine lady. We have to get focused on God and nothing else. But because God loves us, he will still help us. And in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. Listen, when you have been saved by the blood of Jesus, then comes the purifying process. God is going to break your idols. He is going to mold you and shape you. It's like the clay. This, this is why they talk about the potter and the clay. He's going to mold you and shape you. He is going to show us that idols in our life hold no merit and they would leave us broken. So this is why you know our seeds has to fall on the proper ground. What leads me to the good soil. When I think about good soil, I think about when we're trying to plant a garden or plant a tree. We'll have everything we need to make sure the seed is properly planted. We'll dig a hole in the soil and make sure we place the seed far enough down in the dirt that it can start its roots but not too far that it doesn't get all its nutrients. Once the seed is planted we'll cover the seed with fertilizer. We'll get like the America Grow plant food which which that holds a lot of its nutrients and it will allow the plant or flower or tree to grow healthy, right? We make sure where it's planted, it gets just enough sun. And we'll continue to water it to make sure it stays moist so the roots can grow bigger. So imagine we hear God's word. We get excited. We start worshiping and praising God. We get into the spirit. And once we finish hearing the word, we continue by listening to worship music and still praising God after we just heard the word. We thank God on a daily basis. We tell him we love him and we read the word. We spend the time with God daily by just simply reading a Bible plan from the Bible app or we're sitting down there, we're writing in our journals, talking to God. When we face things in our lives, we go to God first. Putting God before anyone or anything in our lives while we're feeding and nurturing our spirits. Sadly, some people never move past accepting Jesus. They'll say yes to his forgiveness, enjoy the moment, but then they'll set it aside and think that's it. But following Jesus requires us to be actively and intentionally connected to him personally. We need to make time to be with him, to listen to him, to learn about him, and to learn from him. One way to measure how closely we're really following Jesus is to take an honest look at our lives. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verses 43, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. He's talking about people. He's not talking about trees. And the fruit symbolizes our thoughts, attitudes, and our actions, right? Good fruit are things like love, joy, peace, patience, honesty, kindness, goodness, justice, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Bad fruit are things like entitlement, selfishness, pride, greed, envy, gossip, Unkindness and hatred. As we follow Jesus and grow closer to him, his spirit living inside us will help us produce more and more good fruit and less and less bad fruit. The changes in our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions will continue for our whole lives because God has never done teaching us. He's never done shaping us, encouraging us, or transforming us to become the divine ladies that He created us to be. So some questions to now think about is Number one, currently in your life, where has your seed fallen? Number two, what type of fruit are we bearing? Good fruit or bad fruit? And number three, what are some idols that we're making time for in place of God? I really want you guys to write these questions down and really think on it. Come up with honest answers. Remember what we talked about, building a relationship with God includes honesty. God already knows when we're not being truthful, so just be transparent. Once you answer all the questions and there are things that you want to change, repent and ask God for forgiveness. And then after that, make an effort to start putting God first. All right. So we're going to end this with a prayer as usual. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for how you love us and continue to be faithful. We thank you for continuing to give us another chance to get it right. We thank you for the seeds that although they may have fallen on the path, the rocky ground on the thorns. You still give us chance the chance to get it right so that we can plant our seeds in the good soil. God, you know our hearts and we're not perfect. We ask that you show us the areas that we are producing bad fruit and help us to remove it. Lord, the cry of our hearts is to start producing good fruits in every area of our lives. We want to be just like your son and that's not possible without your mercy and your grace, Father. We thank you that we're drawing closer to you each and every day. We believe and receive everything we pray and give you the glory in advance for this prayer's answer. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. I do want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review below and subscribe. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye, ladies.